This is lesson three in the study of Galatians. And by way of review, because I want to keep at the forefronts of your mind that the book of Galatians is not about non-Jews keeping Torah. Yes, we have phrases like observing the law and works of the law and under the law, but Galatians is not about non-Jews keeping Torah. It is about keeping non-Jews doing what neither the Torah nor Yeshua requires, but that what men would have them do. Paul nor the disciples taught that non-Jews should not keep Torah. In fact, if you look at the book of Acts, you're going to find that the, three, that the things that they asked the Gentiles who are turning to God to do are all found in the Torah. The Torah forbids those things to non-Jews who are among Israel. That means the disciples' decision in Acts chapter 15 is not about, telling, uh, not about the disciples telling non-Jews not to keep Torah. It's all about the disciples telling non-Jews to keep just what the Torah requires of them and not as what required of the Jewish people. The disciples are not advocating keeping, not keeping Torah, but they're upholding what the Torah already says. Well, like Acts 15 Galatians is not about keeping the law either. It's all about non-Jews forsaking the good news that they are now the people of God through the saving work of Yeshua and being influenced to become accepted by the Jewish people through a conversion process of the rabbis. It's about influencers trying to influence non-Jews who have become saved through Yeshua and made part of the world to come and the people of God to convert from being a non-Jew to part of the Jewish people in the rabbi's prescribed manner of the day. And what is that prescribed manner? Well, first, vow to live out Torah as a Jew by the works of the law, all of the Pharisees. Then be circumcised and be immersed so that according to the tradition of the day, they can be part of Israel and have a share in the world to come and be the people of God. And so in essence... They're being influenced to become what Yeshua has already done for them. The common thought amongst the church is that the influencers are trying to get non-Jews, tell non-Jews that they need Yeshua and Torah to be saved. It's not about keeping Torah. It's all about keeping Torah as God intended, not as other men would have you do. There's one way of salvation, and that's through Yeshua. However, after being saved, then that same faith in God and gratefulness for that salvation, and by the leading of the Spirit, you should be led to live lives fulfilling the Torah. Just as Yeshua did, specifically loving the Lord your God with all your heart and loving your neighbor as yourself. The fact is, we all need Yeshua and we all need the Torah. But the influencers are saying something quite different. They're saying you not only need the Torah, but you need to convert to being Jewish. Keep all the requirements of the Jewish person, people in the Torah. You need to keep all the additional laws of the rabbis and be circumcised. All this to be saved. Paul, of course, knowing the love of God and the salvation of Yeshua, is saying in perfect Hebrew, ba lo ni. So with that in mind, now that we did a little review, we're also going to back up to verse 3 today. 
because we're going to need this to really get a hold of 6 and 7. So it says in verse 3, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. You hear what it says? He gave himself to rescue us. Folks, we've been rescued. And he's telling the Galatians, hey, you've been rescued. Not, you will be rescued if you do this and that. But they have been rescued from the present evil age. And notice he says, our sins, and rescued us, including himself, and really all of the Jewish people with him. Because there's only one way of salvation. He's speaking of the redemptive work of Yeshua. And we looked at the Greek for rescue. It means deliver, to pluck out from this present evil age. It amounts to saying you've been saved from this present evil age and you've been made part of the coming age. Or we could say the world to come or we could say the messianic kingdom, the Sabbath rest of God. You've been saved from the present evil age and if you look at the Greek for evil, it means toil, labor, sickness and disease. And not just that, it's not in the past tense. It's in the, it, I mean it is in the past tense. It's done. There's nothing left for you to do. You've been rescued. You've been healed, delivered. Now the non-Jews, of course, they've been rescued from paganism and brought into the light of the Lord. They're now members of Yeshua's kingdom. And we all know the verse, once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Not only that, Yeshua took them the way they were. And poured out his spirit upon them. It doesn't get any better than that, folks. Non-Jews are saved. He made you part of the kingdom. And you are now led by the spirit of God. And so he says, there's no need to be circumcised. There's no need to live as a Jewish person. God loved you just as you are. And now that you're led by the spirit, you don't need a rabbi to tell you how to live. Because the Lord himself is leading you. Paul knows it don't get any better than that. I don't know what else you're going to be looking for, but I can tell you now, it doesn't get any better than that. That's the gospel. And so he says next, he says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Messiah and turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. He says, I'm astonished, the King James says marvel, that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you. And who's the one who called them? Now, of course, there's a debate. Some say Paul. Some say he's referring to God. But I think that after the sentence where he says, who rescued us, and the statement that follows in verse 8 that says, but though we, are, though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which has been preached unto you, let him be a curse. Leaves little doubt in my mind that he's talking about God who called them. He's not telling you, he's not saying to these guys, hey, listen, you Galatians, this is wrong. Let's reexamine scriptures here. He's saying, I'm amazed that you are deserting the Messiah Yeshua. 
You see, that's why this letter is so much different than, than all of the other letters of Paul. And it's why he's astonished. It's why there's no fondness here. No words of encouragement. No, he's not a happy camper, folks. He's outraged. And the reason is they're deserting the Messiah. They're leaving behind the deliverance Messiah has secured for them to become part of the Jewish people and thereby the world to come. And the rabbis converting to being Jewish through circumcision, to vowing to live as a Jew. You're, uh, it would be like if I rescued you from the lake. Say we're out in our fishing boats and I look over at your boat and it's sinking and I can see that you're drowning and can't swim so I motor over to you and pull you out of the water. You're rescued. It's a done deal. And then you jump back in the water and say, no, I've always been told that if the boat sinks, I have to swim back to shore. (laughs) Your response would be, I'm astonished. (laughs) Right? I want you to think about something. These Galatians have been saved. They've accepted Yeshua. They've wept tears of repentance over their rebellion. Right? They've wept tears of joy knowing the love of God and Messiah. And not just that, they've been filled with the Spirit. Think back to the time when you accepted Yeshua and the relief and the joy you felt knowing that you had been forgiven and you were accepted by God. Think of the The first time the Spirit of God touched you, healing you from your past and the ravages of this age. And now imagine someone in the church saying, coming up to you and saying, hey, I don't care what you experience. I don't care what you heard from God in your prayer closet. You're not really saved until you do such and such. Well, if if you believe that after all you had experienced, I would be astonished as well. It reminds me of my salvation. I was saved, healed of disease, and had this new relationship with God. I I couldn't believe it. The whole world had changed. And after it happened, I didn't go to church for several, several weeks, and it would have been like someone coming up to me and saying, you know, you're not saved because you don't go to church and say the sinner's prayer with the pastor's leading and immerse yourself and have communion. I would have thought of him, you must be nuts. I know what I experienced. No one can take that moment from me. No one's going to take that joy from me. No one's going to tell me that I have to do this or that. When Yeshua has taken me in his arms and said, I forgive you, now rest. And yet that's exactly what's going on here. I guess some of the Galatians haven't figured out just how rescued they are. And they're contemplating at the prodding of others to get out of the boat and swim back to shore. And Paul says, hey, sit down in the boat. Here's a coat to keep you warm. Have some coffee. I'll fire up the motor and take you to shore. And so when you think of all of that, that being the case, and they're actually deserting the Messiah, it's why he says later in chapter 5, he says, mark my words, I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourself be circumcised, Messiah will be of no value to you. That's why this letter is so different. It's without any praise for the recipients. He's astonished because the behavior they are contemplating is so far removed from the truth that he actually calls it deserting the Messiah. They're turning to a gospel other than the good news of Yeshua and are deserting Messiah in the process. That's a scary thought. 
Does that mean that they're no longer saved? Well, I don't think so. Because while they might desert the Messiah, the Messiah will never desert them. It's like our boat scenario. You might act a fool and get out of the boat and get back in the water, but I would stay close and pull you out again when you needed it. You see, because Messiah Yeshua has begun a work in you, and once he begins a work in you, he's not going to fail to complete the work because he doesn't fail. But if they're circumcised, and remember, that's shorthand for converting and vowing to live as a Jew and being circumcised as a Jew in order to be accepted by God, then they have left the Messiah. They have forgotten that Messiah has already accepted them. They have lost trust in Yeshua, and they're trying to secure by their own effort what Messiah has already done for them. They're back to laboring in the age, trying to make it to the coming age. And the influencers want the Gentiles to convert. And Paul is astonished because Paul was exactly what they want them to convert to. In fact, he was far above what they would ever be. Advanced in Judaism beyond his years. Listen to what he says later in the book. I was advancing in Judaism Beyond many Jews of my own age, I was extremely zealous for the traditions of my fathers. We spoke last week of the amazing education that this guy had, Paul had. The school of Hillel. Gamliel was his rabbi. And what does Paul think of all of that? What does he think of what they're trying to convert to? Well, you know, he really puts it succinctly in the book of Philippians. He says this in chapter 3. Watch out for those dogs, those men who do evil, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who worship the Spirit of God, who glory in Messiah Yeshua and put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for such confidence. Remember, before we continue, and I want to keep impressing this on you, when Paul says circumcision, it's shorthand for this complete conversion process of non-Jews becoming Jews. It's about putting your faith in this process and not in Messiah Yeshua. And so then he says this in verse 4. If anyone thinks he has reason to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the Torah, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for legalistic righteousness, faultless. He says, look, I was at the top of the heap of what you're trying to become. I don't have to convert because I'm of the people of Israel. I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews. You don't get any more Hebrew than that, right? You want to convert and keep the law? You want to vow to keep the law as a Hebrew? You want to learn the traditions of the fathers of Judaism and live by them so that you can be accepted? Well, I was a Pharisee. And in regard to the Torah, I was legalistically faultless. I was what these influencers want you to become and more because I was actually a teacher of those things. And then he says... But whatever was to my profit, 
I consider loss for the sake of Messiah. What is more, I consider everything lost compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Messiah, Yeshua, my Lord. For whose sake I have lost all things, I consider them rubbish that I may gain Messiah and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the Torah, but that which is through faith in Messiah Yeshua, the righteousness that comes from God is by faith. You see what he's saying? I was what they want you to become and I considered it rubbish compared to knowing, trusting, and following the Messiah Yeshua. I left the school of Gamaliel. And the righteousness that I thought I would gain there for the true righteousness that is found only in faith in Messiah Yeshua. I left the traditions that I learned there that were contrary to what the leading of the Spirit was showing me. I left all of that for trusting Messiah Yeshua and following Yeshua because that's true righteousness that comes from God. As Habakkuk says, Behold, as for the proud one, his soul is not right with him but the righteous will live by faith. It's no different for Paul than anyone else. He's been rescued from the present evil age. He considers the traditions of the fathers of Judaism a product of that age. And since he, has, since he is rescued, he now follows the one who rescued him because Yeshua is the leader of the coming age. He's now part of. So is it any wonder he's upset? You know that he's upset because he just doesn't speak like this to other people in any other letters. No encouragement. No, no, you're doing a good job. No, hey, bro, what's happening? Just, I'm astonished. Right? I can't believe it. Would you get back in the boat? I know someone told you you have to swim to shore if your boat sinks. But you don't have to because another boat is here. Just get in. They're giving up the rest that Yeshua secured for them for work. For what they already, they're working for what they already have received and turning their backs on Messiah Yeshua. It's like me giving you 20 bucks and say, here, let's go to lunch together. And you put the money in your pocket and reply, I can't go because I have to find a job to make enough money to buy lunch. (laughs) And notice that he says, turning to a different gospel. What does he mean by that? Well, the gospel, simple in in the Greek, says a reward of good tidings. Good tidings of salvation through Messiah. In the Hebrew, the equivalent is basar. It means to bear good tidings. Preach, show forth, to, to gladden with good news, to announce salvation. The word gospel literally means good news. And here Paul tells them that they are listening to good news that really isn't good news. What's good news about mutilating your flesh? What's good news about that? What's the good news Paul preached to the Gentiles? Well, that's why I read verse 3. Let's read it again. 
The Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Notice, the gospel Paul preaches is to the Jew and to the non-Jew. Yeshua gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age. You see, what Yeshua did is he came into the world, he leveled the playing field, folks. He tore down, we're told, the dividing wall between Jew and non-Jew. And if you don't know what that means, in the temple there was a dividing wall. And the, the wall was called the Sorg. And on the Sorg there were plaques that said, if you were not a Jew, and you went any farther, you took your life in your own hands. Paul was actually arrested because he was accused of taking a Gentile beyond the Sorig. It separated the inner courts, the Holy of Holies, the inner courts, from the court of the outer courts of the Gentiles. You see, the temple was the dwelling place of God and non-Jews' access to the inner courts of the temple was forbidden. Only a Jew had access to God. And let me say that wasn't God's idea. That was the rabbi's idea. If a non-Jew wanted to go into the inner courts of the temple, he had to convert in a public conversion to Judaism. Vow to live as a Jew. Be circumcised. Be immersed. And then he was said to be a son of Abraham. And then he could go into the inner courts and bring his korban, which means to draw near, and draw near to God, his offering. In the very same way, these non-Jews are being told that if you really want access to God, you have to become like us. If you really want to be part of the world to come and the community, then you have to become like us. You have to convert That's the only way we know. That's the way our fathers have done it for for centuries. That's the way our forefathers taught. We have no other way. And Paul says, in chapter 3, he says, You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Messiah Yeshua was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by observing the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish? After beginning with the Spirit, you're now trying to attain your goal by human effort? The non-Jew no longer has to become a Jew according to the prescription of the rabbis. No more circumcision to belong. No more heavy burden of the oral Torah and living out the Torah as the rabbis dictate. Why? Well, Ephesians tells us why. Paul tells us why in Ephesians. He says, consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household built on the foundation of of the apostles and prophets, with Messiah Yeshua as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling place in which God lives by his spirit. You want to get to the world to come? Well, it's the same way for Jew and non-Jew. It has nothing to do with nationality. It has everything to do with a heart turned toward God. Non-Jews and Jews have been rescued from the present evil age. And the good news is that they're able to be grafted in and become the people of God. 
through the suffering of Messiah Yeshua and the grace of God extended to the world. Also, good news, is the new covenant promised to Israel is here. The Galatians, along with the rest of the world, could be part of the new covenant through faith in Messiah Yeshua. Follow the rabbis? Not when the new covenant says, I will put my law within them and on their heart I will write it and I will be their God and they will be my people and they will not teach again each man his neighbor and each man his brother saying, know the Lord for they will all know me from the least to the greatest of them declares the Lord. Who has bewitched you? You want to learn Torah from men when learning, when you have available to you to learn from God by his spirit through Messiah Yeshua? You want to listen to men when you know God? You foolish Galatians. You've experienced God's love, his forgiveness, heard his voice, felt the leading of his spirit just as Jeremiah promised, and now you want to go back to learning from your neighbor? You foolish Galatians. Here's the deal for Paul. Non-Jews have been rescued from the present evil age and the good news is that they're grafted into the people and the kingdom of God through the suffering of Messiah Yeshua and the grace of God extended to the world. Also, the good news is the new covenant promised to Israel was here and that the Galatians, along with the rest of the world, could be part of this new covenant through faith in Yeshua. Non-Jews have access to God through the Spirit. We've entered into the rest of Messiah Yeshua. And what was the good news for the Jew? We've been rescued from the present evil age. The good news is that we're able to be grafted into the people in the kingdom of God through the suffering of Messiah Yeshua and the grace of God extended to the world. Also the good news is the new covenant was here. The kingdom of God was actually here. You could now be a part of the new covenant through faith in the redemptive work of the suffering of Messiah Yeshua and the grace of God extended to the world. You see, what really is the good news is there's no difference. It's the same gospel to the Jew first and then to the non-Jew. Yeshua leveled the playing field. He tore down the dividing wall in the temple. And for the first time in a long while, actually since the days before the dispersion of Israel, a non-Jew could be part of the people of God without mutilating his flesh and becoming, for all intents and purposes, one who lives as a Jew. The good news is the same for both. Accept Yeshua and do what is required of you in the Torah. Jewish people, do what is required of them in the Torah. Non-Jewish people, do what is required of them in the Torah. And both have to do it through the leading of the Spirit. Non-Jews, don't try to be Jewish. Doesn't Scripture say, do not covet? That's coveting. This whole thing is so far removed from what Yeshua intended that he says, you're deserting the Messiah Yeshua. You're turning to a different gospel. God intended the Jewish people would be saved through Messiah Yeshua, but you know, really that was too small a thing for his great sacrifice. And so Yeshua would reach out also and save the nations. That's what Isaiah told us in 49 verse 6. He said, it's too small a thing. For you to be my servant to restore the tribes of Jacob and bring back those of Israel that I have kept. 
I will also make you a light for the nations that you may bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. And again, he says in 51 verse 4, listen to me, my people, hear me, my nation. The Torah will go out from me and my justice will become a light to the nations. My righteousness draws speedily. My salvation is on the way and my arm will bring justice to the nations. The islands will look to me and wait in hope for my arm, my Messiah. It was never God's intention that the nations become Jewish. But Messiah Yeshua would be a light to the nations and that all the nations would know him. Neither was it his intention that all nations come to Israel. I have to laugh at people, you know, all the non-Jewish people. They say, oh, I can't wait till we live in Israel in the Messianic kingdom. Girl, you got to be kidding me. You're not going to live in Israel. The gospel's going out to the nations. You think God's going to let the rest of the earth be uninhabited? <laughs> Come on. He said, my salvation will go out to the ends of the earth. Not circumcision to the ends of the earth, but my salvation, my Yeshua will go out to the ends of the earth. It's his intention that Jews be Jews and follow those things laid out for them in, the, in his word. And even while now, while they're dispersed with no temple, he still wants them to do the things they can do. And it's God's intention that Germans and Spanish and Swedish and Irish and whoever remain as they are, but... And this is the big but. They are also to follow Messiah Yeshua as he leads them into observing the Torah, specifically those instructions that are for them. It's also God's intention that though we're all different in this present evil age, we're all different in this present evil age. He has now rescued us. And we are all now one in Messiah. We all now belong to the coming age. Brothers in Messiah Yeshua. Jew and non-Jew. One new man in Yeshua the Messiah. As in his Hebrews says. God again set a certain day calling it today. This he did when a long time later he spoke through David. As in the passage already quoted. Today if you hear his voice. Do not harden your hearts. And here's the real good news. It all starts the day you hear his voice. It starts today. So get back in the boat. Right? 